the Augur Podcast, with the property expert. If it's happening in our land, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing a strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. What's going on, fellow Uplanders, and welcome to another episode of the Upland Property Experts. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and currently I'm flying solo. Thank me later said he will be joining me sometime soon. So, well, you guys are stuck with me till he joins. So, uh, Hyde Park Ninjas in the house, what's going on? Thank you for tuning in. And for this week's show, we have the secondary market. We had a fireside chat about the first vote in Upland. Uh, once Thank Me Later gets here, we'll provide you our thoughts and our takeaways from it and our interpretations of it. Uh, Rio's expanding, big FIFA World Cup announcement, and, and landmarks being auctioned off. We haven't had one of those in a while, so we'll we'll talk about that briefly and shortly. And uh, hey, yo. 1111 NFT will bring them on towards the end of the episode. They have a big launch going on hopefully tomorrow. I didn't confirm pre-show, but we'll definitely check out what's going on there. JT, what's up? Throwing it back to the 90s commercials. Loving it. Um, Yeah, so I guess I'll jump right into the secondary market. It's just weird not having somebody here to uh, bounce things off of. And nobody to fill when I'm not talking. All right, so the secondary market update. Top 10 city floors in Upland. Uh, This is compared to just last week, last Thursday's show. Um, No real huge changes. Dallas jumped about 20%, um, and Las Vegas jumped about 20%. They moved up two spots to come into spot number nine. So for our people listening on the podcast, your uh, top 10 cities this week, Manhattan, Rutherford, Santa Clara, San Francisco, Bronx, Dallas, Arlington, Oakland, Las Vegas, and Brooklyn. Um, And then on the U.S. dollar side, Las Vegas jumped also 20%. That's very rare that we see a jump in UPEX and U.S. dollars that mirror each other. Um, Robzilla in the house, how you doing? Appreciate it. Hyde Park Ninjas. Um, And then if we go to the 30-day change, once again, not too bad. You know, if we're talking 10% changes week from week, we're okay with um, seeing... 10 to 20% changes each week. I mean, over a 30-day period, still not that bad. Um, Nothing really jumps out of the screen. Manhattan, $44.99 versus four weeks ago when it was $52. So that continues to go down. The U.S. dollar floor price continues to go down across the Upland metaverse. Um, UpEx floor still staying pretty steady. And the 12-week change going back to August 18th. Can you really believe that three months ago was August and we're this close to Thanksgiving and the Christmas holiday and 2023? It's just right around the corner. Time's sure moving this year. Um, And then uh, I'll be hitting my 
three myself and thank me later in January next year we'll hit our three year anniversary in Upland um, and we'll be pushing for two and a half years of the podcast going on. So we appreciate everybody that does tune in each and every week. Really appreciate that. Um, and I'll do my plug again, as always, on Dallas and Arlington. I think their UPEX secondary floor prices are a little elevated, considering there's so much more of both cities to be released here in the future. But that's okay. You do you. We're not here to judge. We're just here to provide our uh, commentary and thoughts from time to time. Got a new slide, so decided to go back six months to see what we were really looking at um, in May 12th of 2022. So going back to right before the summer kicked off, we saw that Manhattan was at 120,000 UPEX. Currently today, we're sitting at 79,000 UPEX. It's a drop of 34%. Uh, San Francisco had a drop of 26.88%. They were at uh, 32,000, and now they're at uh, 23,400 UPEX. Um, those were the real big drops over the last six months. Now, if we flip over and look at the U.S. dollar standpoint, um, San Francisco and Manhattan both dropped uh, 43 and 44% respectively uh, from $79 to $44.99 and $23.50 to $13. Man, that floor U.S. dollar price in San Francisco just continues to drop I. Never thought we would see the Genesis City floor price drop this low, this far into the game, and as long as San Francisco has been sold out. But crazier things have happened, I guess. What's going on, KO? Hey, hey. So, Uplands, Upex markup percentage floor. Yes, NFT, I am very lonely tonight. I have uh, no co-host at the moment. I just got a message saying that I'll be there shortly. So that's where we're rolling right now. Um, So this is the lowest markup percentage for each city that's listed here. Uh, Rutherford at 333%. Manhattan's come really far down from where it used to be. Nothing that really jumps out. Uh, Good deals in San Francisco. It's getting down under 200%. I think personally, not financial advice. uh, When Manhattan, I mean, when San Francisco drops below 200%, that's a great buy opportunity for, for San Francisco. And I don't know my confidence in Manhattan. Once again, Manhattan is a small borough. But it was so high for so long, and every time we think we're going to find a bottom of that one, it just continues to slowly drop. So I, I still don't know where Manhattan's going to settle out, and I don't know if I would. I'm personally not buying into Manhattan right now unless there's a real good deal out there. And the cheapest property markup by city. Manhattan, even though it's coming down, it still has a 4,647% markup in San Francisco. I mean, in Manhattan for their floor on UPEX. Uh, Rutherford's still crazy, crazy 5,000%. Um, Santa Clara, 13,17. Oh. 
so it dropped since we put the slides together. That's just crazy. Um, nothing really jumps out here. Dallas and Arlington, their their upex floor markup three hundred forty nine percent, four hundred and three percent. So they're even looking at the top ten cities that we've been looking at here. They are. Still not the cheapest. You know, Las Vegas is at 266%. The Bronx is at 246%. So they're not even the cheapest in the top 10. So just buyer be warned on the secondary market buying Dallas and Arlington. And I'll say that until I see things kind of fall back in line. I need comic relief. This just seems really dry without having a partner to bounce things off of back and forth. So, <laughs> and I'm trying not to bore you, but I also love thank me later's insights. So hopefully he comes through sometime soon. And Dizzy is backstage holding up a squirrel for me. So are you saying I'm squirreling it now or just thank me later and his squirrel makes the show entertaining? Now, there we go. Thank me later and his squirrel makes the show entertaining. I do need his sound effects. I mean, at least when I'm not just sitting here playing sound effects when my co-host disappears like he did that one night. So I guess there is that to that. So the bottom five city floors, I mean, Cleveland dropped like a rock. They they were sitting outside the bottom five. Um, interesting to see that Chicago came out of the bottom five, Los Angeles came out of the bottom five, Rio came out of the bottom five. So other than Porto, this is um, a pretty new bottom five and Detroit came out of the bottom five. I, I really got to look that up. Did Detroit really come out of the bottom five? That is absolutely crazy if that's true. And they jumped above 6,000, um, 6,000 up X. So I used to do all the data for the slides and put them together. Um, we did just Justin's been doing it for us for a couple months now. Really freed up some time. Really appreciate his help each and every week. But then I get questions like this, and I'm like, "Is that legit?" No, it's not. So Detroit's showing three thousand one hundred and forty-one. So I wonder where where that missed. And Rio's down, and Chicago's down. Let me check another website really quick too. Um, property search. There you go. Statistics. All right. And Detroit. Unless there were funny things happening going on. Um, Detroit, 3,897. So we'll just move along from this slide. This slide is actually misleading at the moment. So scratch that. Moving along. Um, <laughs> a lot of us got it got excited for a second there um but now here's the u.s dollar markup percentage floor so detroit's at 37 percent. i mean i'm glad that some of these numbers move back above 50 percent, but this is still way too cheap um way too cheap to have the u.s dollar markup but the game's been going this way for a long time. Um, people are getting their property earnings, and they go ahead and they buy a buy a floor property and turn around and flip it and 
get some money out of the game. It's a wise strategy. Um, Hopefully it isn't a predominant strategy for the long haul. Hopefully as the game continues to evolve, new players come in that we don't see these things like this. Um, And if you're, that's the key thing too. If, If you're looking to buy a collection, this is usually the way to go to us dollar markups. You can check the collections all day long for Upex. I did find two Dallas, um, limited collections for at mint price. I was shocked to actually come across that. Uh, but yeah, if you're, if you're looking to complete collections, uh, buying in us dollars, if you have the availability is a great way to do it too, along with just buying properties in general. And it, it does hurt for, uh, it just hurts seeing that it hurts me not personally, but just seeing the price is low. So I'll move on from that. I beat that horse a little too long there. Looking at the sold out percentages. Now, Arlington's creeped over 50%. Dallas is continuing to climb over 60. Um, I, I'm really interested to know what Upland's threshold is for making extensions in the cities because Rio's at 99%. They did announce another expansion of Rio today. Um, so it's just interesting because we also have every, every other city is fully released other than Rio, Arlington and Dallas. Um, so I'll make note of it as Arlington and Dallas have more cities released and see if it's at a certain sold out percentage or if it's a certain overall volume of available minted properties that are available, um, or, Maybe it's a combination of both. So we'll track these as these new releases continue to roll out. (laughs) Of course, you got to throw that up there, Dizzy. (laughs) Dizzy with his backstage control. Um, I will talk about the Rio expansion here coming up. Hopefully, Thank Me Later joins me because we're 15 minutes into it and Hopefully I'm not boring everybody too bad today. So unminted properties, we came in under 400,000 available unminted properties in the game. Um, And that's always a challenge when your secondary market is also selling for under mint. But there are still great values um, in some of these cities. Los Angeles has finally stopped having the under mint properties going on. Um, they're pretty much selling at mint or just over mint once you add the 5% fee in. So it's correcting itself. You can't find the deals that you used to there. Um, the secondary or the minting this week is up over the last week. Um, I'll work with just Justin and maybe we can get a cool chart to show the sales week by week. Um, maybe get a couple graphs in, (laughs) Put you in, Coach. All right. I'll let you come join Dr. Noby. Okay, what's up? Hey, you were asking. That's what you get. Now I'm not as lonely. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my professional setup going here. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Audio settings. 
Oh, you weren't prepared. Ah, oh, you put me in coach. You, you ran out onto the field without your helmet on. Jesus. No, I meant like put me in coach, like as opposed to first class. Oh, <laughs> I did put the comma in there. You're right. Yeah. Wow. And do I sound better now? Is that the mic? Yeah, yeah. you sound better now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in for uh, TML for now. For now. Yeah. I'll try to, I'll provide the squirrel squirrelishness you need. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. What's up? Thanks. All right. So I'll see if thank me later shows up. I, I really want to break this one down with them. I do want your insights to their Dr. Noby, but uh, yeah, really like to see his insights there. So we'll move on a little yeah, bit. Sure. Uh, Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel, that's going up for auction. And auction is, or the registration is currently going on now. You're going to need a nice big bankroll. It is the reverse auction style that Upland is pretty solid with doing with these. It's about a toss-up between when they do the actual bidding auction and they do the reverse auction. And this one is a reverse one, and the starting price is 17 million two hundred and seventy thousand upex um yeah whenever i see one of these it's like oh cool and then i move right on because there's no way <laughs> i'm getting it but i would like to it'd be really cool i i used to live near the roosevelt hotel actually and it's uh it's definitely a, a landmark worth having if you're in the you know the bracket to have it now you live by it did you ever go visit it i i had um <clears throat> i had lunch there a couple times i have like a little restaurant in the front uh but never stayed there never never been in the actual hotel part of it okay and uh and this is actually right across the street from the chinese theater and that was sold in august now that would be pretty cool having landmarks if the same person that got the chinese theater got the hollywood roosevelt hotel you know having landmarks right across the street from each other that that'd be pretty cool pretty sweet yeah yeah and uh it can complete and think about that. That fills your Hollywood Boulevard or was Hollywood Boulevard a collection? I, I should have th- looked think that so. up before. I believe it was, but yeah, yeah. It, I mean, Hollywood definitely and Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Cause I have, I have a sunset collection. I don't think I have any Hollywood Boulevard because when the minting opened, I was all over sunset. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that Hollywood Boulevard is, is one as well. It's been a minute since I reviewed the LA collections, but Having something at uh, 17 million upex and having a boosted bonus on top of your normal property earnings, that that would make a killing. Now, Mm -hmm. the people that can actually afford it, not as many. And it's just, as you said, a lot of people look at it and be like wishful thinking, like, man, if I would have hit that Powerball, definitely I would have been all (laughs) over that. But I'm moving on. I mean, if eleven eleven works out for me, maybe, maybe I'll be in the running here for these things. There you go. There you go. Oh, now that's also in the ultra rare scenes of L.A. That uh, that that could be a nice little bonus there. Yeah, that'd be sweet to have. Ooh, you see, bought three exclusive props in L.A. for about sixty-two percent U.S. dollars. That's great. Damn. 62% of a mint price is always good. I like it. So city expansion into Rio. 
Are you excited for the Rio expansion? Um, I mean, again, it's kind of one of those things where like, if I had a ton of UpX laying around, sure. But I'm just, especially again, I'm just going to keep mentioning 11.11. With 11.11, all this <laughs> 11.11 stuff, I'm just like, whatever is happening in Upland, cool. I, I'm like over here right now. But yeah, uh, yeah the, the Rio expansion, I'm not really familiar with Rio. I'm sure there's a lot of cool stuff, but I kind of feel like, you know, they already released, did they release all of the coastline? Is there any coastline left or what is this actually going to be? Do you know? Um, no new collections are coming out. They've all been revealed. They are releasing in six neighborhoods. I can't pronounce them because I don't speak Portuguese. If we had mixed click backstage, I'd bring them on to pronounce them properly for us. Uh, but they're releasing about 26,500 properties and a quarter of that will be FSA. They're also going to have a new landmark coming out. Um, so yeah. Okay. No new collections. Um, did they, did they and, say what the landmark is? Have they have they released the Redeemer? It is the Cidadas das Artes. Okay. Yeah, I don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> and, and yes, TML is pretty good. At it. We need him on here for that too. Yes, he he butchers it a lot better. Um, <laughs> looks like three of the neighbor four of the neighborhoods are going to have coastlines that are being released. Hmm. And then you have two nice. kind of up off in the mountains. So, yeah. So there is water property, and that that always goes so fast. People people flock to that and just buy that up so quickly, and they can flip it so easy. You can flip it so easily too. You know, usually you can you can make a nice little profit minting in a new city or a new release, but especially the water properties, people flock to that all the time. Yeah. I was lucky enough to grab one in Rio during the initial release, <clears throat> just a little tiny one. Um, and I marked it up like a hundred X or something just because probably nobody is going to buy that. And I do want to hold on to it, but if somebody's willing to pay that. I'll take it, you know? So I figure in the future when there's, you know, more functionality and we can maybe if you, if you're able to actually like, you know, put on the VR headset and go to your property and look out across the water, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. So, who, who knows? Chilling on a Rio beach, just watching the watching the waves crash. Yep. Always very nice. Man, we're flying through the episode without squirrels today. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me talk about random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have plugged 11.11 a couple of times. <laughs> That's true. All right. Now the big one. The big announcement this week is the FIFA World Cup. What was your initial reaction when you... I mean, we, we knew it was coming. We saw the stadium being built there in Qatar and Qatar, Qatar. There's a bunch of different ways you could pronounce it. Google says Qatar, so whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I've heard Qatar, actually. Yeah, I've heard Qatar, <clears throat> too. Which, of course, to us sounds weird because that's an English word, but yeah, I, th- I think it's Qatar. I don't know. Okay, we'll go with Qatar. Qatar sounds fun. Um. So what was the what was your reaction when they f- announced the FIFA World Cup with the trademark? They even put the TM in there in nice bold so you know it was trademarked. Yeah. Uh, um well, my initial reaction was X cuz I was trying to log into my thing and I was just like get all this news out of my way. But <laughs> uh <laughs> but then, you know, thinking about it, yeah, it's it's a major thing. Like FIFA is like the 
soccer, uh, uh, not is it, would it be a league organization? What am I trying to say? Um, soccer organization. Yeah. It's the main yeah. soccer organ company or yeah, yeah. In the world. So like, that's huge. Um, but then I, I also heard that there's like some thing on Netflix about how there's some huge scandal with FIFA or something. Oh yeah. I, I'm not going to say any more about that. Cause I don't know any more than that, but, uh, but yeah, this is exciting. And, this is now you have 32 countries and beyond going into the world cup. Um, they're going to have eight unique shops loaded with world cup stuff for every match. Um, I, I've already seen people. Oh, this is just a cash grab, blah, blah, blah. I, I think this is pretty awesome. It's, you know, the world cup doesn't happen every year. I think it's every, is the World Cup every four years? I'm not a soccer fan, so I, I'm horrible out of that. But <laughs> I think it's once every 1,111 years. No, it's not. That's when the hell often the World <laughs> Cup happens. <clears throat> I, I think the World Cup's every four years. Uh, our, our wonderful fans will will let me know if I'm wrong. Yep, Dizzy got me with the four, so I'm good. Um, they're also going to have four additional cities. Rio, Detroit, Los Angeles, and Queens will offer unique items for um, for the World Cup experience. And they've also said that it's not going to be a traditional city opening. And they will not be openly, openly available for minting. But it will be awarded to players, you know. Properties and structures. They said even the stadium is going to be awarded to players during the FIFA World Cup. So I know Thank Me Later is already probably scheduling his days off around this just so he can <laughs> try to battle it out. Yeah, and this is this is Cutter. <clears throat> yes, that they're releasing. Cool. Yes. Where is that geographically? That's in. Uh, that's like. Is it near Saudi Arabia? Am yeah, I just being ignorant? It's in the Persian Gulf in uh, between Saudi Arabia and Iraq. Okay. Cool. I was close. Er, no, <clears throat> it's, it's not, no, it is. And now you got all. Now you have me all messed up. It's over I'm, by. I'm, I'm, it is by Saudi Arabia. I know that for sure. Um, okay, I'm Google Mapsing it. Yes, it's like a. It's like a but, skin tag on the edge of Saudi Arabia. That's what I thought. And Abu Dhabi's yeah. there. Um, I get recruited for stuff there all the time, and I turn it down. No way am I taking. No it. offense. No offense, Cutter, for comparing you geographically to a skin tag. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that is what it looks like. Yes, it does. But yeah, it's right there on the edge of Saudi Arabia, next to the uh, United Arab Emirates. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So I'm going to be interested to see how they're going to start giving these things away, how they're going to give away these properties. Yeah. Is it going to be a full city release or are they just giving away select properties? Then the city releases later. There's got to be an airport, right? What's their plan? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's still kind of 
vague, and they said they uh, they went all out for the FIFA designs, giving everyone a great chance to own their colors for their country and favorite teams. So they're going to have block explorers for all 32 teams, country-based legits, outdoor decker, and official World Cup historical collectibles from previous tournaments. So it's just not the 2022 that they're going to have collectibles from. Um Luckily, Thank Me Later doesn't have kids because I have a feeling once he hears collectibles, but he's, I, I don't know where he sits with the FIFA World Cup type stuff, but it's collectibles, so he might go a little crazy there. Um, In their offering block explorers, I think that's where he'll be. Yeah, yep, he'll be there with the block explorers too. And they're doing spotlight legits, so it's video highlights of the moments in the world cup match. So it's kind of like top shot of soccer. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Interesting. Yeah. They said they're going to have more announcements soon, but there's going to be activities and challenges where you'll be completing collections, decorating properties, trading with other people. And once again, building fan scores. So if you, you know, another great time to take advantage of stocking up on, the legits once they're released and i don't know if they're going to be how they're going to run through all that but they said they're going to have a bunch of different prizes available um the world cup village properties unique cars so there's cars i would unique cars yes fifa cars i don't know if they're going to be skins or unique cars designed in the self even more high-end luxury cars so that that really piqued my interest when they were talking about the cars um, yeah digital memorabilia and the stadium so i mean nobody's owned a stadium yet so this will be a first yeah now, uh surprising actually that they're gonna start i guess i mean their de- their deal with the nflpa is what that is and so i assume that the nflpa is going to own all those stadiums right um which actually would maybe be a little weird if they end up getting a deal with the NFL because then I'm sure the NFL would want those stadiums. But either way, it seems odd to me that um, that just players are going to be owning the soccer stadiums. That's interesting. Well, this is, this is just the one for the World Cup because after this competition, it's not like it's the World Cup plays here all the time and there's stuff always going on here. But that, that's going to be... I think that will be one of uh, highly sought after properties that are out there just because you really don't own a stadium right now in Upland. And I don't think there's going to be many that a player will actually be able to get to own. And I'll be interested to yeah. see the price that they put on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Reverse auction or no, it's or how it, they do it. Yeah. It sounds like, it was listed under the prizes. So it's not even going to be a reverse option. It's going to be a prize. Now I figure you're going to have to do a lot of stuff and beat a lot of people to get it. They're just not going to make it an easy giveaway. And I would think that it would be something that we haven't seen yet in Upland, Um, a competition we haven't, you know, it might be similar competitions or maybe a combination of things that we've seen in Upland, but nothing to the scale or magnitude it would take to win a stadium. Yeah. They're going to want a lot of participation for sure. Oh yeah. And hopefully, uh, hopefully thank me later is okay. That's very odd for him to be this late and nothing. 
This uh, is a little strange. Does anybody have eyes on Thank Me Later? Uh, he texted me and told <clears> me that he was going to be uh, be a little late. Um, okay. But shortly is not 40 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we can... Uh, so you just have the... Um, the voting proposal thing left uh well we got we're gonna finish this segment um we're gonna talk about the voting proposal stuff uh and then we are going to talk about 11 11 cool yeah because i was gonna say we can we can start talking about the stuff that uh, i wanted ml to be here for uh because i'm interested in that too certainly i won't have the same take that he will but hopefully he'll pop in soon yeah and um the World Cup final is on December 18th, and they are going to announce the first ever capital city for the winning nation as a lasting legacy of the FIFA World Cup. So they're going to name a capital, they're going to have a first ever capital city. So that's going to be interesting itself. As a city release? Um, I don't know. It just says, we will announce the first capital city for the winning nation. So, so whoever wins the World Cup, they're going to release the capital of that country? I guess. I, I, I don't know. What is Upland doing? They're, they're keeping Getting us in crazy the dark. Here. <laughs> yeah, they, they kept us in the dark on a lot of stuff for a while, but no, it's fine. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just, uh, yeah, they're, they're branching out into all kinds of different tactics. Oh, yeah. It's the multiple revenue streams. Never limit yourself to one. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Stop sharing for a minute. Here we go. Well, let's do it. We'll do this. Give them a couple more minutes. So. Okay, cool. Yay. <laughs> Sound a little more enthusiastic. So, Yay. So is this going down tomorrow? <clears throat> Yes, so 11.11 will officially be launching tomorrow, November 11th, uh, at 11.11 p.m. UTC, which is, oh no, is it 4 or 5 p.m.? I don't know, you guys can do the, the calculations. But, uh, oh yeah, so it'll be it'll be 5.11 p.m. Central, 4.11 Mountain, 3.11 Pacific, 6.11 Eastern. So if you're in the U.S., those are all of your possibilities of when to catch it uh it'll be the very first round of artists in 11:11, hosted on wax um i'm actually waiting until uh past midnight tonight to get it all created so that it says it was all created on 11:11. uh but I, i've been doing stuff on the test net getting it all ready to go uh got submissions from uh the community and those are going to be our, our first artists and uh yeah it'll be really cool this this is the beginning so where do they go to buy this stuff tomorrow so it will be um launching on nft hive uh but if you go to 1111nft.gallery so so that's what i was saying like i'm i'm waiting until tonight to actually create it all um so that it's it's creation date is 1111 but uh, if you go to 1111nft.gallery, I will update the information there and you'll be able to link to it from there. Okay. And can we buy in U.S. dollars? Um, I don't 
think so. I, I, I was thinking that it was going to be minted on Atomic Hub. Uh, you may still able to be able to do it. I'm actually not sure about that functionality with Atomic Hub because initially we were going to mint on Atomic Hub, but it turns out that NFT Hive actually has the functionality that we need whereas Atomic Hub is a little lacking in that regard, just, just because of specifically what I wanted it to, how I wanted it to function. Um, so I'm not sure if you can buy stuff in USD on Atomic Hub that wasn't minted on Atomic Hub. Uh, but maybe, <laughs> but mostly, your best bet is going to be WAX. XP uh, cryptocurrency is the one that's going to be uh, the primary currency for these NFTs. Okay. So you're making people jump through hoops. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, blockchain heroes and what are the other ones? Upland, whatever, all the other stuff on wax. Hey, Street Fighters on wax. Garbage Pail Kids are on wax. I'm happy to be in that company. There you go. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that, that was always weird. I think a lot of people always looked up at 11.11 for like stretches in their life. And you're like, why am I always seeing 11.11? Mhm. Yeah, it's uh <clears throat> the the reason for the 1111 name is um really there isn't a specific like lore to it. I I wish it was more interesting, but um I just like numbers and I like symmetry and so and when I say I like numbers, I don't mean I like math. I mean I like <laughs> I like numeric <laughs> symmetry and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I created this logo. I was just messing around and, uh, made something that I thought was kind of cool and weird. And, um, and I just conceptualized all this stuff. Like it's just, um, is that how you spell the website? Yes. 1111 spelled out nft.gallery. Um, but yeah, I just came up with this concept, uh, just kind of because, my brain, my, I was letting my mind wander and think about, oh, this would be cool if this thing, blah, 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 blah. And then Upex World came along and uh, kind of provided the structure for it to actually exist. And so that's that's how we started developing it. Yeah. Um, and this, this started, you know, you started talking to us about this in a post-show um, a- after one of the podcasts early this year or late last year uh the first time when i talked to you and tml about it yeah that was that was like a year and a half ago that i actually had ago yeah that i actually brought the idea to you guys because i i was listening it it was right when uh upland introduced meta ventures or at least the concept that there would be meta ventures that's right and and I had been thinking about this idea of NFTs and getting, you know, creating a gallery kind of in the more traditional sense, because, you know, there are galleries um, in the NFT space, which are like just showcasing other artists, NFTs that they have minted. Um, but what's different about this is that the artists submit their art to 11.11 and then 11.11 is technically the creator on the blockchain. Um which a lot of artists kind of pull back from. And I understand that instinct, uh, but we do it this way so that we can control all of the um, functions and the timing of the drops. And uh, we are putting in 
you know, revenue splits and making sure that everybody, everybody gets cut in. Um, and the artist gets 89% of any sale. So you can think about it like 1111 is kind of a unifying force for all of this art and all of these people to come see all of this art in this one singular place. So you're much more likely to see and want to buy that art. So a piece of art that might not get sold otherwise, if it's not getting seen, um, you know, if that uh, is zero percent or that that is a hundred percent of zero and we're giving you 89 percent of whatever this sells for you know the 80 is better and the 11 percent for us is just so we can continue to well obviously get paid we want to get paid but we want to um you know be able to continue to facilitate this and the nfts are uh functional you know they have utility in upex world uh so there, there's a, a revenue generating model there beyond just the initial sale. So it's it's different than just a regular gallery where you would go and look at different artists and then go buy their art. Um, but you will be as an artist definitely credited, and you know all all the fingers pointing towards your other work so that people can go buy your other stuff as well. So we're not trying to take all your money or anything or like own your life. We just want to own these pieces so that we can sell them split the revenue and uh, keep the system going. Oh, that that sounds good. Oh, hold on. Got a question. Hey, 1111, yes. our artist only submitted one piece to you. Does she have to submit another? She didn't know you had to submit two. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I was going to address that, n- not on here, but since you asked. Uh, yeah, I, I got the, the same piece twice, but right now we're only doing the... Um, the array pieces which is the first step and then the next step doesn't happen until the 11th of december so technically there's that much time to get the next piece in of course you know the sooner the better just so that we have it yeah so basically you are a art gallery in the metaverse with a twist yes with a bunch of twists all revolving around the number 11 there you go it's pretty cool and you know sitting back from the first phone calls talking after, you know, and I think thank me later dropped off and it was just you and I talked about it and set up a meeting with thank me later to further discuss. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It kind of went from there. Then it kind of went dormant and then I'm glad to see it finally, you know, your vision starting to take shape and yeah, really glad that we could have been a part of this, helping you get here and making this vision vision happen. And, Definitely excited to see all the art pieces tomorrow as they drop out, as they drop in to see, uh, yeah, just to see what, what's going on in the, on the first drop. So excited for that. Yeah, thanks. Me too. I'm, I'm definitely excited because I'm, you know, I'm an artist. My background is in art. And, uh, you know, I, when I first came to you guys, that was why it was because, you know, I'm a makeup effects artist. I have, I lived in LA for a long time. Like I said, I used to live near the, the, um, the Roosevelt in Hollywood and, uh, I have a lot of friends in that industry. I know a lot of really great artists and, you know, then I got into Upland and started meeting you guys and I kind of wanted to, I was like, I feel like one really cool thing about this space is that there's so many different diverse backgrounds of like, you know, with the Hyde Park ninjas, you have guys with martial arts backgrounds and, uh, you know, with the up Upland Racing League, 
I actually don't know his background specifically, but he likes racing. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I have an art background. And so like, I feel like I can bring this in, um, you know, to this space. And, um, yeah, when I first contacted you guys, I was like, yeah, I know all these artists I can bring in the art stuff. Uh, turns out it's a lot more difficult to get those kinds of artists into this space just because, you know, they work with clay and paint and glue and, you know, like they are, a lot of them are, don't like NFTs probably because they don't completely understand it. So I'm kind of redirecting my tactic to be like, let me talk to people who are kind of already in the space, you know, and I can bring my knowledge and hopefully once this starts taking off, which I think it will, I mean, I think it's a really good, good idea. I think that, you know, I'm working with people who know what they're doing and um, I, I think it'll, I think it'll work. And once it starts working and I have something to actually show my artist friends, I think they'll be more likely to jump on board as opposed to just sitting there like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> For like an hour while I explain in great <laughs> detail how NFTs work and uh, what layer two is. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be uh, a really cool thing. Wasting, uh, Dizzy Disky says, wasting that uh, six, seven frame though, not putting that height advantage to work, hanging NFTs in a virtual art gallery. Go grab a basketball. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Never heard that one before. <laughs> Well, I guess not exactly like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I am 6'7 for anyone who doesn't know and is interested. And the the basketball coach was always after me in, uh, in high school. Actually, not always. I think it only took one time where I was like, no, not interested. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely more of an art guy here. Uh, but I, I did uh, get invited over to a girl's house to help her hang some posters. And I told my sister about this. And since then, um, the joke has been when she doesn't want me to have sex with a girl, she says, no poster hanging. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All so right. there's that. Yes, uh, I am really that tall. There, There's the squirrel. Thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's the squirrel. It. Got it. <laughs> no. No, that's, yeah. Super excited for that. Um. Lost my train of thought on that. Oh, yeah, that's where I was going. So I, I think this first round, it, the success that you have off the first round, your other artist friends will see what's going on. And, and then, you know, it might not be the December launch, but, you know, as you continue to grow the eleven eleven, hopefully you get more and more people that are bringing some cool stuff to the community. And then it will be great to integrate it into Upland one day. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and, you know, this is always the... Um, the case where at the very beginning, you know, this is one reason why I'm not really discouraged. Like it's, it's been a year and a half getting to this point and I I do have crazy ideas all the time. Like I think of all these cool things that would be great. Like if I had millions of dollars, I would be a a quintessential eccentric millionaire because I'd be doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, But I had this crazy 11, 11 idea and, you know, doing this now it's like, it's hard, you know, it's, it's difficult to get all this, get all these pieces moving and get all these people together and make everybody believe in it and like call in favors and explain stuff. Hey, he's here. When are you, gonna uh, say, when are you calling in these favors? Calling in favors <laughs> from artist friends of mine to submit to 11, 11 is what I'm uh-huh. saying. Oh, uh, 
but uh, but yeah. So what I'm saying is that you know the for these people at the very beginning who understand it and believe in it, um, I think there's going to be a significant reward down the line because those are the ones that like you know a, a, any any time like you know Superman number one when it was printed nobody was thinking this is going to be the biggest thing in the world. But then when it was the biggest thing in the world, now that's an extremely valuable comic. So it's like, that, that's kind of how I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. So get in now. I think you'll be happy you did. And I like Monopoly Mike's suggestion, get with high part ninjas and the Wu-Tang clan and do the 11 deadly venoms. That would be awesome. Interesting. Get into that. All right. Well, should I dip out and then leave it to you too? <laughs> sure. Wait, no. Have you? Did you? Did you? So, uh, uh pitch eleven eleven enough? Yes. Um, actually, give me like thirty more minutes. <laughs> Just no. kidding. I'm gonna hop out. All right, eleven eleven empty back gallery. See you guys. Thanks, Doctor Noby. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Did you see uh, Dizzy doing a little strip tease in the? Uh, what he, up? He's showing you your squirrels. Yeah. Oh, what? What is that? A squirrel. What's <laughs> with a nut? Oh, oh <laughs> God! Oh my gosh! I, I love wow. that he brought props for the backstage to troll <laughs> us. Now, chat wasn't enough that he now uses props backstage to troll us. Yeah, no, I was like, and, and the thing was, it literally made me do, I fell for it. I'm like, squirrel? What's a squirrel? That's a really cool squirrel. Are you submitting that to 11.11? What is a squirrel for? Oh, squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> what up, Hyde Park Ninjas? What up? All right. So we got through the whole show. and Good. I came back to the town hall because I really wanted to get your thoughts, my thoughts, and talk about, you know, there was the fireside chat, and then they had the town hall announcement, or I mean the town hall meeting, and in one way, some of the things I did want to highlight, and before I get your thoughts is, you know, everybody looks at, they always refer Upland to, it's like Monopoly on the blockchain, all right, so... The whole town hall was around the vote about how Upland is going to mint UpX because they were always going to mint UpX. They haven't minted much UpX, but the process that they were doing it, how they were doing it, um, they came up with something different than their original proposal in the white paper, and they're going to put the community up for a vote. So I was trying to think of a way to kind of relate it. And I also don't want a Monday morning quarterback you know, their decisions when creating Upland, creating the white paper, because they started out with 50 billion UPEX in the Upland pool, and they started with yeah. 50 billion UPEX in the community pool. Maybe they shouldn't have done so much, but they weren't really sure the response that they were going to get. So, you know, it made, made sense to split it at the time. You know, may, maybe they could have skewed it a little more because currently they've transferred just about 40 billion upex from the upland pool to the community pool and how it gets there is 
Upland sells you the UPEX, you buy properties, you, you sell properties, and those fees go into the community pool where your treasure hunting's paid out, your um, property earnings is, is paid visual out. on that? I was thinking about that today of like what goes in, what goes out of each of the things. We, we had it on one of the episodes, and I just didn't have time tonight to pull that one up. Um, and so then I started thinking about it and trying to relate it to, um, monopoly. Okay. So they created upland and instead of just having a banker, they said that they were going to, you know, have a banker and have a secondary collection pot i wouldn't call it free parking because somebody wins free parking but you know if you were to buy you play you play you win free parking rules oh wait wait, no some people do some people do no 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 so no no obviously sorry free parking always but do you play like put like 500 in to uh free parking like you started off like big or do you just put all the fees into free parking depends on who i play with gotcha and i've also played monopoly for money too so which is interesting. You you buy you buy in to get your initial uh, spread of money, and then properties actually cost you so much, and you tally it up, and you pay people a lot at the end. It was actually uh, actually kind of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So here is what goes in. There we go. And what goes out? Oh. Oh, you didn't make this. I didn't make this. This is straight from their white paper. Oh, yeah. Wait, but where's the where's the other pool, though? Is there another picture? Because, like, I've seen that. But what I want to see is the relationship between, like, where's the other pool? So this is the Upex pool. The initial pool? Yep. So... Is is that when they say their operator pool? Is is that what that means? So this is the operator pool. So in, in their white paper with monthly, their oh okay, so literally that's it. It's just a monthly minting. Wait, I thought that I thought monthly minting went to the community pool. That's what they said. So in the white paper, it was designed that they were going to have monthly minting per active user to the. Upex pool to the upland pool and also the community pool. Okay. That that's the way it was originally designed. Okay. And the upland pool is just for selling fiat to players. And then and, and I think okay. and I think there's a misconception about the community pool because some players were feeling that the community owned the community pool and they had control over it and it was the community's money or community's UPEX. Yeah. And that's not actually the case. It, uh, And I get what Upland was trying to do by naming it the community pool because it was about building the community in the early days of Upland. It was a pretty close... It na- was, it's what funds the community pool, yeah. Right. And it, it's what funds things. And some people have taken that as, well, it's supposed to be decentralized and we're supposed to have control over it. And, you know, we're going to jack up the property earnings to 25%, wh- whatever the case may be. Um, 
So I, I think naming this, which is insane to me, by the way, I can't stand when people are like, "Well, what if they? What if they tank the game?" You know that they can do that right now, right? Like you know that at any point, one of the execs could be like, "Let's do something ridiculous and crash this economy." Like it's insane to me that people are like, oh, "But what if they do something like that?" It's their game. Yes. Like, they could do whatever they want. They're trying to include us, and they're saying, hey, down the line, this is going to help you be more decentralized because whoever controls the community pool, which is the only place that OPEX can be minted, also controls who and how the operator gets paid. So once that's out of Upland's hands, the community pool owner gets to decide how to fund Upland as an operator. Now, they want to put things in place that ensure that in that event, they have a foundation to say, well, as an operator, this is how it would look like to support me. And so when it gets taken over, then it's at least there's a baseline to then hand it over without it immediately falling apart. Because if the person that gets the operator of the community fund just goes, okay, I'm going to take six months a year to figure out everything is before we make any drastic cuts and doesn't come in like Elon Musk and just bipolar the entire organization into the ground like then you know it's going to be fine you should trust the people that have built this for the purpose yeah and yeah like having their team you're right and that's the thing they could stay to the white paper and they could mint to both the upland pool and the upx pool but the I mean, the upland pool and the community pool, but the community pool is going to continue to swell, continue to swell, and just continue to build. Um, it, but this gives them the ability without creating more UPEX. And, you know, people were talking about, well, what are they giving the community pool in return from taking the UPEX? But, you know, it's just like, you know, you get your money in Monopoly, you pay for a property, it goes back to the bank. But here it went to the community pool, and sooner or later the bank reissues the money back out. It's just a circulation. But no, but be, no, no, no. But the community is right in a sense. Um, but they also like the answer is obvious because they are so Upland is saying yes, we need to fund operations from the community pool to a certain extent because it's going to, A, help balance things out so we're not just minting. Because the way that they were going to compensate themselves before was to mint new UPEX. And the way the contractors worked, if they needed 10 million UPEX to, to do whatever, to, to continue with whatever partnership, to backfoot, whatever it was, then they would have to mint 10 million, and 10 million would get minted in the community pool. And that would cause an immense amount of inflation. And then they would have to figure out a way to drain it out of there. They came up with a rather clever solution that the community pool, instead of doing that, would fund the operator costs. So, yes, it is different. And what are you getting for it? You're getting a game operator. You're getting their development resources. You're getting, you can debate on whether or not you like their marketing and their development. That's a whole different conversation. And the way you vote with that is with your money. So, like, I don't know, you know, why people don't like, it's kind of frustrating because I feel like even from like the Upland perspective, they like threw out a softball. I don't know what I'm curious before they did the pitch, like if they were expecting everyone to be like, Oh, that's really cool. Or if they were expecting the kind of response that they got, I have no idea because it, it kind of, it made sense to me 
And so like, it's hard for me to hear people that are so like gung ho. And I do feel like it's a lot of the same people who always want to find fault with Upland somewhere. Yes. No matter what they do, they're going to, they're going to be like, they want to, they want to, they don't, they're not trying to screw you. You're their customer. You're the player base. You're the entire reason this game exists. Why would they try? Like, and I get it, especially in the web three space, every single project that I've been a part of outside of Upland has tried to take advantage of its users more than once or been very liberal with how they do things to benefit themselves as an organization, not caring about the community or the economy of their project. So I get it. I get the apprehension. I don't necessarily get it on this because it seems pretty straightforward to me. And here's the thing that's kind of go along with this. Still not sure why they decided to put out a fair vote in the first place. How many usually in a game, they just roll out the update and it is what it is. And you have people oh, yeah. pissed off and they move on. And that, I mean, it's still true. We're, we're going on. So Upland's three years old, you know, we're going on to three years of beta, uh, three years of open beta here in January. And they're, yes, Upland's grown and Dirk and Edan are not as involved on discord and all that because they're running a multi-million dollar company, but they're right. still taking the time to, you know, come on shows like ours, do these fireside chats, do these town halls, and you don't. What other game do you get that with? You, you don't. Um, you, you don't. And so, yeah, it is. It's kind of weird. Um, I mean, it's very important that they put it up for vote because they do believe in a decentralized, like. I don't. I'm not even necessarily that I agree with it because I'm. I'm probably more with you, uh, too stupid. Like I, I want it central. I want this. Like I don't want. Uh, what'd you say? A Monday armchair quarterback. Monday, <laughs> Monday morning quarterback. Armchair quarterback. Monday, yeah. Like I don't. I want. I want Dirk and Don. They're the pros. They. This is their vision. I don't want anybody else messing it up. But it's scary because their vision is for it to be self-sustaining and self-governed and decentralized. Um, And I think that they would like to pull back and essentially just be the service provider for this self-running, self-managing ecosystem. So it's kind of like um, when a gardener is putting together uh, one of those biodomes, right? Like there's a lot of care to get everything in place and the right humidity and the balance. But at the end of the day, their goal is to seal it up and have it be self-sustaining. And that's really scary because we're in that biodome. Like, wait, what, how do we do this? We can't manage ourselves. You water us every day. What if, if you don't water us, how's that going to work? And they're like, no, you'll have your own little ecosystem. You'll all take care of yourself. And it's just, that's really hard for people. And so I get it. Uh, trust me, I'm one of those people. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's up to transparency. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it, it it's not. I don't see it as big as a deal. And, and some people just came into the town hall with their own agenda, 
and, and just tried to tried to bait and, and oh like, my oh, God. I trapped you. Yes or no questions. I'm going to take that. At, sorry, I don't know if they listen. I don't even know if that <laughs> I, I don't care. So, some people some people had their own agenda and they were just trying to try and prove that they were smarter than people that created the game, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, it was very frustrating. Like, to me, that one in particular, who was clearly trying to paint them into a corner um, to get a very specific set of yes, nos to, to trap them. Um, I think the team handled it very well and very professionally. I would have hung up on them after the first, like these are yes or no, yes or no. I would have been like, and next caller, because he, in my opinion, was very disrespectful. I'm like the, the Upland team did a fantastic job handling it. In my opinion, um, they were very calm and they were way more calm and patient than I would have been with them. I was, we were, we were all texting. Yeah. You know, me too stupid dizzy are on a text chain and we were, I was losing my mind. Like, yeah. Yeah. Melandros was the most professional. I don't know who Melandros was. Yeah. He, he was pretty professional or they were pretty, pretty professional with their questioning and just their interaction. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's it's not as big as a deal. There, there. It seemed like a lot of people were surprised that they were going to mint more Upex. Yeah, and it's and yeah, and they were wanting something back in the community pool, and of course, and then everybody's concerns were. What about our property earnings and what if it gets too low? And like they they said in the article, they said it multiple times. And that was the other frustrating thing about the town hall. I'm not some people had their hand raised for a very long time and then they came on and then they just asked the same question in a different way that was already asked. And I'm like, there were other questions. There were people that didn't get a chance to ask questions or, or provide their comments because people felt that they needed to ask the same question just in a different way. Right. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was, yeah, but again, it was, it was good. They were like, it wasn't seated questions or anything. Well, it wasn't the dev team. They were attacking Edon and Dirk. Yeah, yeah. The, it, yeah, that was the thing is it wasn't like, cause I'm okay with critiquing like, Hey, where, where are you on this development? And where are features that we want? But like attacking the economy, like they have done a great job of being stewards of this economy. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So that's that was my big... So if they meant beef. more UPEX, property prices will not go up. It, it's still based off of the ratio that they determine for each city. Um, and, and you still have the exchange mm-hmm. rate of $1 to 1,000 UPEX. Um, as your user base grows in the demand for more UPEX, I mean, they were... Technically, by their white paper, is supposed to be minting UPEX since they started, but they haven't done that. Just trying to watch how the economy is developed, how it grows, how it interacts, and all the nuances of it. So they will mint more UPEX, and it's not going to impact the price of new city minting. They're going to use the same formula as always. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You are correct. They don't control the secondary market pricing. Um, we saw the bubble in Manhattan, and you missed it earlier. Um, we 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 had a new slide. Um, we had a new slide. We have a new slide. Yeah, 
in the day. Well, hey, just because I know we're we're running long, and that's like ninety nine percent my fault. No, um, it's not. So I do want to make it up, and if you guys stick around, we'll do a race. Hold on one second. Let me show you this one. Yeah, no, I'm just saying okay. so people don't right. get bored. You're going back to the slides. Yeah. People are like, holy crap, I saw these slides. I've been here for an hour. Why am I still here? You're still here because we're going to do a race, and you want to be, you want to see some races. Yeah. So six-month change on the top city floors. So six months ago in May 12th of 2022. Ooh. Man. The, the big losers, Manhattan and San Francisco. Wow. Yeah, it's San Francisco is very interesting to me. Yeah, I I did touch on it, and thirteen dollars is the new U.S. dollar floor price for San Francisco right now versus twenty three six months ago. Yes, Uh-oh. DJ Shorts is uh, liquidating a lot and dropping the floor, uh, living up to his name of shorting things, huh? Yeah. Ah. Huh? All right. Oh, and I'm not talking about that kind of racing either. I'm talking about Upex World Racing. I'm talking about the cool new racing that is insanely fun. And if you missed the qualifying rounds yesterday, you missed a nail-biting finish where I rammed Dak into a building to steal third place, and it was glorious. <laughs> and the finals are tomorrow, and it's going to be Bedlam, and we're gonna sh- we'll do a fun fun race to show you. Uh, that environment here shortly. Yeah. Like cake, hit me up on um, either on Twitter or on Discord. We need to go grab lunch at B-Dubs or something here over around Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. In the bonus round, Robzilla's AI went berserk and literally just went head-to-head, spun 11-11 around, and just drove him off the map. Like, actually. Yeah, it actually is racing. Oh, dude, if you haven't seen this, yeah, it's, yeah. it's way it's way more intense. And then, uh, thank you. I, I don't know if they uh, reached out to you, um, but they I guess they messaged you first and you said to come talk to me, and it sounds like we're going to get some visuals added to our theme song so i'm excited about that i can't wait to uh oh yeah yes sir sounds like they messaged you first and and you referred them to me so i'm gonna get them what they need and it's gonna be great there too um that's right so yeah stop teasing us let's show some racing all right let's see here so now i i didn't uh, necessarily know how many people are going to be here, whatever. Uh, so I, I, here is oh, like that. That looks slick. So here's here's the lineup. We're going to go TML. We're going to go Too Stupid to Win. Daddy Dizzy. 11-11. Hyde <laughs> Park Ninjas. And Mixplick Magic. It's only six players and both Mixplick and Magic are in the uh, the green room. And so, yeah. Where is this race located? This race is uh, in Creedmoor, actually. It's Creedmoor F-Ward uh, track from URL. Um, and so this is Upex World Racing. Um, and this is part of the Spooktacular. We did a Halloween charity race 
Uh, we raised over $5,000 for Child Mind Institute, uh, and it was a collaboration between Upix World, uh, URL, Creedmoor, uh, Buck, which is Board Uplanders Club, and Tosh Shack. Uh, and so we had a, we actually auctioned these skins off. So I'll go quickly through these skins. Uh, so each of the, the four core got three uh, skins. So here's URL 1, URL 2, which is a fed favorite of Super Electric, uh, URL 3, which is uh, Fire and Halloween, Creedmoor skin. So here is the Creedmoor Hellhounds. Man, wow. These are some <laughs> the- awesome skins. <laughs> yeah, no, these are legit amazing. And the cool thing is, so these 12 people now own these skins. They, they, they will be NFTs. And inside of Upex World, they will be in-app purchases. When you purchase it in the app, you're not buying an NFT. You're unlocking it so that you can use it like a normal skin in a normal game, which means that you're going to pay a fraction of the cost of which it actually costs to own the NFT, but you still get to have the cool thing. The value then comes that when you make that in-app purchase, your that is shared then with the skin owner and Child Mind Institute, thereby giving perpetual um, funds to Child Mind Institute through uh, our racing program, which is super cool. Uh, Creedmoor Three, which is the Rat Racer, it's got the let's well, spin around here. You get this Rat Racer. Also, if you haven't seen this character here uh, over on the right side there, that's the Lex, the Layer 2 Llama. Um, so in case you haven't met Lex, that's Lex. Now into the Upex World skins, obviously, you know, kind of probably my favorite. Um, here we have uh, Upex World skin one uh, with uh, our Twitch logo. <laughs> you know, you know, I had to do it. Yeah. You know, I had to do it um, in the blue and black. Uh, an homage to the Genesis. So these are all based off of the Series One R race cars. The nice thing about the Upex World Racing and the arcade version that we're bringing is you don't have to own these cars in Layer One to be able to race in our arcade version. Uh, the stakes will be much lower. It'll be much more casual and fun. This is. Uh, the equivalent of, you know, owning the car is like being in NASCAR and playing this would be like playing uh, an EA sports racing game. Uh, then uh, our Upex World Skin 3 is a special edition dedicated to the Hyde Park Ninjas uh, who actually um, bid and won on two out of the 12 uh, available skins. So much appreciation to them. And uh, their game is coming along. Uh, great characters. It's going to be a really fun adventure. Uh, Buck Skin. This is Buck Skin 1, which is uh, actually the one that I won, uh, which is cool. It's a candy skull and diamonds uh, look. Buck Skin number 2. This is the Golden Buck uh, with the, <laughs> the classic Chades and Pumpkins. And buckskin number three in a absolutely, uh, I think it almost like looks like a tattoo art, uh, very cool gray and black uh, with the red eye illumination. So there you go. Let's go ahead and get started here. So here we go. We got the 
lineup here, TML, Too Stupid, Daddy Dizzy, 11.11, Hyde Park Ninjas, and Mixed Click Magic. Here is our collaboration for the Child Mind Institute between Creedmoor and Upex World and URL and Tosh Shack and Board Uplanders Club. This is the actual neighborhood and layout and racetrack from Creedmoor uh, with their Halloween decorations while they were still up. Uh, obviously, there has been a lot of additions made, um, pumpkins and ghouls and, oh, this custom graveyard. Uh, which I was is like, that was not an upland. <laughs> that was not an upland yet. Um so these uh, AIs are quite uh, aggressive. They all want to win. We have tweaked several of the elements to ensure that even uh, if you fall behind, that you do have opportunities to catch up. You'll see boosters throughout. Oh, get wrecked. Um, you'll see boosters throughout. And what those do is to serve to help balance out um, a scenario like this guy who's out further ahead, he went over, he's not going to get any boost. Now, if we go back to say these guys, oh, there was a little uh, flying X-Lander. You'll see these guys, when they hit that, they get a significant boost. They're going a lot quicker now. Um, and in some of the larger areas, that becomes very apparent. Uh, that allows, uh, even if you're pretty far behind, to be able to catch up and keep it um, oh, yeah, the bouncing jack lanterns are fire, yeah. Uh, all right, let's check it. So we got TML still leading the pack with Daddy Dizzy. Mixplick Magic has gone from last to third, getting up there. Oh, here we go, the big straightaway. Gotta love this. Put the turbos in overdrive. We can go down to first person. Oh, look at that. There's a, That's a handsome-looking turtle. Let's see what kind of – oh, we got that URL. There we go. That makes you feel like you're in the action. I Oh, but look at that bumper. That's the bumper. Oh, hey, you don't need to hit it. We're just looking. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, they're afterburners. Kick it in. Let's go. See? And look at that. We go back up. One, two, three, four, five, six. We have a race on our hands. Nobody is out of this. Everybody is in it. And it goes down to the wire. <laughs> Um, because the AIs get uh, kind of progressively more aggressive. <laughs> I just took out see. Three, two cars. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, 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 my goodness. Like, actually, like, they're, like, stuck in fighting each other. Yeah, I, I was in last place. I said, forget it. I'm just taking people out. Oh, I don't think you made it over the hump. <laughs> Is that you? You got, you yeah. got curved. <laughs> oh, well, two stupids out of it. All right. So let's go back to the rest of the pack. You'll be surprised. Those two, look at the on the mini-map in the top right. You got a pink and a, a, a blue triangle. Keep your eye on them as this race progresses because they will eventually catch up. Too stupid is not. Too stupid is stuck. <laughs> he is going to come I'm in done. last place. <laughs> Sorry. That happens. It happens in real racing, too. Right, so this is not artificial. These are, you know, AI that are are actually were handmade for the purposes of this track and have been uh, tweaked and and are going to continue to be tweaked to ensure uh, entertainment um, while watching because it's not just RNG like these. Oh, dang, that was smooth. He doesn't want to give it up. 
while they're fighting. Um, these AIs really, and you start to get kind of attached. You kind of get, oh, come on. Like, I get attached to some of the AIs because you'll see them in different races behaving slightly differently. Uh, and actually, what we want to do and what we'll be looking at next is how do we incorporate user feedback? Oh, there it was. There. It was so is it is it user AI for the car or for the black explorers that you put in the car? See, now, that's a fantastic question. Um I w- I've been thinking a lot about that. I'm glad that you asked that. Um, damn, the, ja- the, the jack-o'-lanterns are sweet. Um, I was thinking the car, but honestly, I because here's the thing. One of the ways that I wanted to do that was to say your last 100 manual races or whatever, the last 10 on that track, I guess, maybe would be easier. Um will then be input into the AI. So if you're really good, you could enhance your AI. And if you're kind of bad, oh, getting squirrely, he does not like being behind. He says, I remember what you did to me earlier. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to get you. Um, And and so incorporating that. Is there going to be player control? Yeah. Actually, player control is a lot easier. Wait, where'd this dude in the jetpack come from? Oh, yeah, no, that's our... Hey, look, there I am. Our, Somebody hit oh, me. Oh, there you are. Oh. Nobody broke me free. Nobody broke you free. We're like, yeah, you're good. Um, That's uh, just one of the X-Landers. Sometimes he gives a uh, boost. He, like, gives magic boosts to people that need it. I well, Maybe we should teach him to help get people out of ditches, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, what colors did I, did I say? Oh, the pink and... Teal? Oh, look at the blues catching up, though. The light blue? Anyway. Um, will there be manual? Manual is actually easier, significantly easier than AI. Um, there are, I'm sure, reasons why Upland doesn't uh, have manual. We'll definitely have manual. Um, all of this, this game can be played manually. Um all you have to do is go turn the AI off and it hooks up to standard controls. Like, you can play this today um, if we modified it. I guess when we modify it. Um, so when? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we still need to work out the details on what exactly the Upland Racing experience is going to look like, what our collaboration with URL is going to look like to bring the arcade version of kind of uh, the layer two fun and uh, the arcade style to their tracks. Uh, but I want to try and package this even um, with some different stuff just to get it in people's hands and let them have fun with it. Cause I think it's fun. It's fun to watch. Honestly, it's, it's very entertaining. Um, I like running contests on it. Um, it is, it's every time I, I watch it too, um, I notice different things and like there's like one there's somewhere there's a skeleton dancing on one of the roofs, um, and it's just like yeah there's like little things that the the developers they love Easter eggs and they're highly encouraged to embed Easter eggs oh like that witch silhouette in the background like there's all kinds of like spooky things like just throughout 
But how much uh, did you pay him to always tweak your car to like blow everybody out of the water? <laughs> I wish. I, I, wish. I mean, like, like look yeah. at how far ahead you are. You're about to start this laughing. This is very people. unusual. This is actually one of the. Oh, am I the red? Is that? That's very odd. No, you're the star. Not not the star. Who's the, the star? star the, the star is the X Lander. Oh. I think I, I think I got turned around because I'm really slow right now. I'm about to get past. Somebody you knocked me free. Me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe I was trying to... Wait, are you free? I'm free. How? Oh, dude, I think I must have hit you. Is that what happened? Somebody knocked me free. But it doesn't matter. The race is over. Aren't turtles supposed to be slow? It's called tortoise in the hare. Look it up. (laughs) There we go. There's our final standings. TML... Finishes on top. 11 gets in that second spot. Daddy Dizzy rounding out top three. Then we got Mixed Flick, Magic Eyed Park Ninjas, and Too Stupid to Win, which had an unfortunate showing. Watch out for the zombies. They will get you. That's pretty Um, cool. Yeah. So then, and I mean, all the details, honestly, like I see the stream, and I can tell you, like, when you're playing it, the graphics are a hundred times sharper and brighter than what is appearing on the stream. Um, it is incredible to, to watch uh, like on your actual PC. So I do want to get this in the hands of people. We are working on a lot of different uh, pieces for Upex World. Uh, obviously, this was a... Uh, incredibly focused effort to get this done. We actually built this in in a month um, from inception to uh, uh, racing. Uh, The the team did an amazing job. We took the specifications uh, directly from URL. What did you want? We want a spooky track for Creedmoor at dusk. Here's here's the specifications. Here's the track and layout. Um, And the team was able to build the track um, replicate the houses and the decorations, create the AI, create the car skins in the car, um, and add the extra decorations. All these little interfaces, too. It, it People don't understand how much little things, and even, like, tracking. It's very fascinating. One day I'll go into the more technicals of, like, you would think just knowing who's in what place is easy, but the game doesn't have any concept of that. You started with a flat piece of nothing, and you put moving objects on it. It doesn't know that it's a race game. So you have to program hundreds of nodes that are being essentially surveyed every second that's then updating and saying, okay, what node are you at? And you have to number them so that way you know who's farther on the track based on their location. It's it's an insane process. Um and it's very cool and takes a lot of skilled work. And um, shout out to the dev team who's been working day or night on it. Oh, that's awesome. I can't Can wait. The, oh, here you go. VIX, get a, a demo. Um, I have thought about that heavily. Yes, I do think that I want to offer VIX. The VIX members will certainly get something before everybody, yeah. um, one way or another. 
So, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, glad yeah. you were able to join us, share, share your thoughts on the uh, town hall that was had and, and hopefully the vote soon. And oh, did you guys talk about, Oh, we don't want to talk. I can't, I no, Cause the, the uplink team list is gone. I'm happy with the FIFA thing. Yay. <laughs> we we figured you'd be all over the block explorers and then the collectibles. I mean, I am collect the, the collectibles. It's very interesting. I'm very curious to see how it plays out. Um, I I jokingly say that I don't know. I'm not a sports person, as everybody knows. Um, even though I am crushing you at fantasy, like I hope you updated people on your poor performance there as well. It's about as good as your racing. Yeah, I have um, eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, in college, that's okay. Grow up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, um, I just happened to like turn on Netflix, and Netflix has this documentary called FIFA Uncovered. To be oh, fair, yeah. I've only watched like the first episode, uh, and it was like, it was pretty like interesting to say the least. And then I was like, wait. FIFA, we I've just closed a big deal with FIFA. Oh no! Um, oh, there's there's been a lot of scandal with FIFA over the years. So, yeah, I no, I mean, I I think I kind of knew, but it doesn't really impact me at all. Um, so I, it was kind of one of those things that's just like, oh, that's really unfortunate, and I hope that you know it gets sorted, which I, I, I'm assuming it has. I have no idea, but. Uh, I think it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I got to watch more of it and I'll let you know, but it's super cool. I like the idea of it not being a normal city release. And I feel like we had said that before, not necessarily directly about this, but in the sense that they might release, like they might keep a city for a partner. If you remember, we had talked about that. Yeah, they said they were going to name a capital city. They're going to give away a stadium, so it's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going to give away or do something with all of the property. It's not going to be a yeah. normal mint. Yeah, the the so. city village is going to be a competition, hundreds of prizes. It's going to be fun. So, I can't wait. I think it's going to be quite the spectacle. Um, I said that you were taking off work or rearranging your meetings just so you can compete. I might honestly, um, depending on what it is, that's a real possibility. Uh, this is certainly exciting enough to get me interested in being competitive. On it. the problem is, I, I not to sound whatever, but I I just don't have a lot of time um, because to be competitive in these, you really have to dedicate um, days, hours and hours a day. Dizzy can attest to it. Dizzy crushed one of the uh, the first Easter egg hunt. Um, and that was a, a week long process. I think he got the last egg either like yeah. at church or something. He was like in the middle of like a family thing because he like got it and like then like went dark on Discord even. And I'm like blowing him up and he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a family thing. I just had to like step away and win this real quick. <laughs> and then I'm going to get And I'm like, but what? and it was so funny. Everybody was so frustrated because they all thought they floated far enough over the property and jumped to another one. It was so scant. There was like, like I was oh, over God. it, and I moved off of it. Like I was like, "Nope, that's not it." And I moved, and I moved. I'm like, "Where is this thing?" And they're like, "You got to float <laughs> over the center." I'm like, "I'm doing that." And yeah, no, the no. upland team just like discreetly in Discord 
please note that you must fly over the exact center of a property for it to trigger the thing. And we're like, what the? I think Dizzy just on a whim bought it. I think what Dizzy did, if I remember correctly, is he just bought it and then sent himself to it. I feel like that's what he did. But no, maybe I'm wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. All right. We, we've uh, captivated our audience for an hour and a half now. So, Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> but, th- like, there hasn't been a fun contest like that in a very long time. No. I mean, I think they tried to do it with the Genesis. Yeah. The Genesis week stuff, like, again. Um, and it was, it, it was okay. Um, and honestly, like, I... I, I don't want to discourage it too much because I don't think either of us play as active as we did three years ago. No. You know, like, um, because there is so much, and that's not a, a slight against Upland at all, um, because we're so involved in other parts of Upland that the, the kind of the core gameplay in these events, like, I don't do really the scavenger hunts or the, um, uh, the not the parades, the whatever tours. those are the tours and stuff because I just don't have the time. Yeah. Um, I always but. register. I got like 76 cents still. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I have intentions. I have good intentions. Yeah, no. And it, I mean, they're definitely doing a lot of events. It does feel like there's been maybe not as creative. There was some in the early days. I feel like there was some really creative, um, like contests. Yeah. Like curators worth versus burglars was bonkers. Like that was so fun. Yeah. Anyway. All right, everybody. All right. Have fun. Be safe. We'll see you out there in the metaverse. The Office Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX.